Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Nope, no time for that intro lads, we're back off to sea. Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autopia, Episode 40, The Prison Break 2.0. Last time on Dungeons and Junkies presents Tales of Autopia. After facing down the Dragon King Storm Shield, the crew finally get some rest. But with Eli not returning, and Picasso locking himself away in his room to recover from what's going on, Ran and Reed are left to an awkward conversation. A conversation that leads to an understanding. But now, having got involved in a possible prison break, Let's see how they do. What do you want to do? Two guards also are outside of the uh, main door. Two guards outside the main door? Okay. Right. Ran. Yes. What do you have for... Do you have anything that can create any loud noises? I need a distraction. I do believe Ram does have something. Let me just quickly look at the specifications of it again. Because I'm thinking we uh, distract both the, the there's two guards on the gate, yeah. Uh, from you can make me an investigation check if you I'll want a proper quickly. rundown of what you can see from the I'm front. I'll do that quickly, yeah. Uh, yeah, so taking a look um, down to the front of the prison, obviously, as I said, a 12 foot wall goes round with quite a thick barbed wire mm. mesh at the top. Um, you see two guards outside the front gate, and right at the corners of the either end of the wall, two large towers go up with a guard sat in either. Okay. Mm. Okay, how high up and far back are the towers? Uh, the boot, the whole prison's about 200 foot from where you're standing on this hillside. Um, the tap, the walls are about, about 100 foot apart from each other. But looking through your, um, looking through your, um, spyglass, you can see that they have fairly modern looking rifles. So the aim, the range is definitely there on their weaponry. Okay, okay, fine. Ran, being a barbarian slash fighter, doesn't have magic, but she does have one cantrip, if I remember rightly. I'd like to try and get as close as I can and cast Swoosh as far away as possible. What is Swoosh? Okay. 
So let's just uh, break this down quickly. So, whereabouts are you looking to put the cantrip? First, I just want to like put it somewhere that it will be a distraction when people go. That's unusual. But I've just been looking at the description, and I'm assuming this scales with Ran's actual level, which, from what I can understand, means it gets stronger. Yeah. So it. With level cantrip 11. scaling, yeah, so level 11, it would be 3d12 now, if I'm correct? Yes. Okay, uh, can you just read us the cantrip? Just Because it's never actually come up to this point, but obviously with your custom subclass, aka um, Tornado Storm Aura, Barbarian, you get a free cantrip, which is known as Swoosh. Yes. So what does it do? Swish means Ram can summon a 10-foot-tall fin tornado out of nothing above a target. The target must make a strength saving throw. And because Ram is basically at just past the level 11, but not quite level 17 yet, the target would take 3d12 damage if they fail a strength saving throw. And it's force damage. So okay, Ram's so are you... Brand can do this and make a swirly death wind. So you put in it above one of the guards. You yes. could technically get both guards by the gate. I'd like to put it above the guards and make him go up into the sky. <laughs> and what is the DC? It would be your con mod. Um, my con modifier is only plus three. Rand invented so, the vacuum cleaner. Eight plus five plus three plus one because of your um, stone of good luck. Seventeen. Thank you, Rand. I'm glad you answered that, though. Your voice is a bit deeper than normal. And not a three and a two plus two. They fail. As suddenly this, with a, like a flick of Rand's wrist, like all but like salt bay style a, a fucking 10 foot tall tornado appears as both guards scream as they are thrown up into the air and yeeted 15 foot to the left and the right either side of the door Rand does not be damage you know Rand has never seen that in action before um scout starts doing tippy taps and giggling Readers are obviously horrified. With a flick of Rand's wrist, she's just summoned a tornado. Oh, my clear plastic dice clearly want them to fucking die. (laughs) So on 3d12, that is... 22. They don't get get back up. Oh no. Oh no, indeed. And then, at this point, you hear the bell. You hear a bell going inside. Is that because they've... I'm about to say, have the other guards noticed this? It's a fucking tornado, Matt. Yes, they have noticed. How long did stay there for? Um, uh, the, I'm going to roll a perception for the guards in the tower. I, I'm, I'm asking because I'm wondering if maybe you can just leave it there. <laughs> uh, it is a can trip, so it fades. Instantaneous well, so it fades after six seconds. Ah, that's a shame. 
cheat. On a three to one, you have not been spotted yet, but I will be rolling perception soon as the gates do open and three guards do come out to investigate as one guard who looks like more like a general points out towards the um, pathway is about 11 guards start heading down the main pathway. You guys are a little off to the left, but they will be in close enough range to roll perception checks on you in about two minutes. 11 guards, you say? Yes. Mm. Hey, let's go. Yeah, I don't have any fighting 11 guards. Let's move. You're heading towards the prison or away from it? Ran's kind of arcing range towards it. Okay. Um, make stealth. Everyone make stealth checks. Uh, make sure you roll for scout as well, because obviously I don't have scout sheet. Yeah, I do. Lana got a sixteen plus one, so seventeen. Pretty sure that's her stealth modifier. That's oh nice. shit, no, okay. She got a 19. A scout, that's a 17. And <laughs> for Ram, that's also a 17. Uh, Reed? 25. Of course, that is your rogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so you start. You're on the left hand side, so you start scouting round to the left. I'm going to roll perception check for the two snipers. You've not been spotted yet. Right. So, are we? Me and that. So, will we? Are we closer to the two the two snipers now? Uh, you guys are about hiding in the trees on the left-hand side. You guys are about uh, thirty foot away from the prison wall, which means you're about seventy foot away from the entrance. But that okay. does put you 30 foot away from one guard and 110 foot away from the other. Okay. Um, I I whisper to um, to uh, Lana. How how powerful is your magic? I could turn your knoll into a T Rex. Uh, well, well, as as amazing as it would be. I mean, that would be. Uh, <laughs> go off on him. Lana um, does notice Ran perk up at that idea. Uh, well, if we could do that, um, I would say, if they put up the maybe pile, I was thinking maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. Lana, you can join the Lana, you can join the crew of that attitude. Absolutely. Um, the thing that you have to come with anyway, get out of this place now. You've been made. So, why is why not? Have can you do like two beams with Eldritch Blast, for example? Uh huh. Could you? Because because I think we're close enough for you to take them both out. If you could with enough force knock them out of their perches, that should be enough for them to land on their necks and. Yeah, but if I do that, they are definitely going to hear me. Hmm. That's true. I, mm. And they're on high alert, so... We're either, 
We're either going in guns blazing or we're. Put it back. If they spot us, then around. If they spot us, then blast them, okay? Have it, have it ready. So, how about this? I've. I've just been thinking about this as we've been going over, and obviously, this I've just seen. Um, Ran was it? Yes. I just saw Ran perk up at the idea. Um, we should try and sneak in, and if it goes disastrous, Ran can I can turn Ran into this big twenty foot tall dinosaur, while Ran causes a distraction. Sneak in and grab Esme. Right. Okay. Uh, that I do that. I feel that works. Right. Let's if you're okay, if you're okay with that plan, man, then that works well. Um, can you do the same with and read and read points at um, the small uh, hyena? Is he doing tippy taps now? Yeah. Doing tippy taps as he smells the blood of his victims. He's eyeing up one of the corpses. And says to him, no, later, if they're tired, if not, Ren will find you food. She, okay, she says that in common, apparently, <laughs> and speaks full of complete sentences and no. At this point, I'm going to roll perception for the gun towers. Jesus Christ! I can tell my luck from Kerry's last session is finally ran out because that's a three and a five on um, the guard towers part. To be fair, you roll three twenties in a row. I think it might take you a session or two to recover from that. It wasn't quite three twenties in a row. It was a twenty, a one. Oh, then I used luck to re-roll that. Got a natural twenty, and then from the final roll of the session, I got a natural twenty again. I don't know how that happened. Like, I've been lucky, but what the hell was that black magic? I mean, for real. On a three and a five, the guards missed you. Again. Okay, we can't keep running a lot like this. Eventually, they're going to us. Which, it's quite... I'm going to say it's quite enough that she can get away with an Eldritch Blast. So, at level 11, because that's what level she is, it's three beams. That one's a miss, but the other two hits. Uh, 2d10 plus 10, because Agonizing Blast. For 30 damage, the guard, she, she just holds out her hand as he's like, um, you know how Shadow Ball looks in um, the new Pokemon games? Yes. It looks like that as she, she fires out these two beams and as it hits the guard's head, it his head from the tower just pops and his body collapses. So both of them are dead. Or just one or both of them? Uh, she can only reach one and if she she can go for that the one over at the far left but there is two new guards examining the bodies outside so if she attempts to aim at that one she is going to alert the guards immediately. Okay well keep it we'll keep, we'll keep it in mind for if we need to uh let it proceed. So what, we're going through the front door, or where those two guards are, or...? Two guards? I have a, I have a thing for this, and I cast this guy's self. I disguise myself, 
as my urchin form. <laughs> what do you proceed to do as you turn yourself into this urchin child? I am going to go up to... My plan is to go up to the gates and offer my services to clean... to do some cleaning inside. And while, and once they are distracted by me enough, then ran with Might of Tesla's. Bonk, bonk. Ren has morning style, you know. It's smaller and much easier to do subtle bonks. That works too. Um, I'm afraid to point one thing out to you, Willis. Yeah. You're attempting to do this on a prison that's at high alert because two in because two guards have just been murdered. So as you start approaching, you hear someone shout "freeze" as you hear a rifle load. And as you look up into the tower from where the noise came, a rifle is pointing dead at you. Oi, mister! I'm just a kid! One of the um, guards in, who looks of a higher ranking, stands up from examining the body and walks over to you. Back off. Only warning. Okay, okay, I'll back off. I'll back off, just please don't shoot me. Reed will back off and then disappear enough so he can drop those guys. Well, that was one that was one plan. Didn't work. It wasn't the brightest one. I don't know where you thought that was going to work. It's worked hard before. I figured the first time lucky. Hmm. How about... I think we're going to have to distract them a bit more than that. We're going to need to do... Maybe send in the heavy artillery early. Then we can get in there. If Ran, if you're sure you're okay with this. Uh, Ran is wanting to become a T-Rex. Right. So. Ran can tell Picasso that Ran is following the tail of the Godzilla. Wonderful. Okay. Um, so I've done that Picasso's Picasso's So. While you're doing that, can I ask you, um, Lana, how long that lasts for? Either until they take out, either until they hurt the T-Rex enough to where it will, to where the spell will fade and she'll turn back into a null, or an hour. An hour is enough. I just don't want Big Band to get hurt. Um, ah, Ren will be fine. Ren will get stomp with beef. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's <laughs> brilliant. By the way, um, so if you're cool of doing that, what we need to do first um, is how about we send some magic to create some damage, and then we send Ranrex. Um, over to take care of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyrannosaurus. Yes. Okay. You have to. Yeah. Um. And then send Ran over there, and Ran can be what's the only cause of damage. All eyes on Ran, and we can get in quickly. And then we get out again, hopefully just quickly. Ran, if you happen to kill um, some guards, then great. 
Um, just don't kill us. Thank you. Um, question for the Dan. I'm assuming whilst rounds out stamping on people, that means I'll get like, I don't know, time where rounds just out the front and they're doing stuff. Well, basically, I'm gonna sweat up a bit like how I did the um, the heist session where you guys went to steal the evidence. So, as we go in to do this, we'll start with um, following Reed and Lana, and then when we come back to you, we'll be rolling initiative. So, what I'll do is because Lana's be cast the spell to make Ran into a T Rex, I will send some magic at the prison to damage it in some way, be it, be it little or otherwise. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot I had that. I took that money, it's level up. That's why I didn't really forgot I had it. Pick up a shark or something, Alex. Take a look. Uh, yeah, I'll take a look now. Um, so, just for reference, Kay, oh my god, that is fantastic. You need that. In fact, I need that as well. But just for reference, um, everything, when it comes to polymorph, you use everything from the T-Rex, though you you only use your mental stats. So your charisma, intelligence, and wisdom will be rands. But AC, HP, attacks, strength, dex, and con will all be the T-Rexes. Okay. So with that... Okay. You ready? Yes. Timmy Taps. <laughs> right. Um, Scout seeing Ran get excited. He starts tippy tapping as well. Right. Let's see how many... Let's see if I can hit... I'll go for that guard in the tower. You go for the other guard by the gate read, and then... Ram will be a T-Rex. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one. And as her hands um, charge up with this shadow ball looking Eldritch Blast, she says go and fires them off. So she's aiming for the guard in the tower. They all hit, so that that does his minimum that's a minimum damage is enough to take out his health so as the guard looks up as he sees his bolt these three dark orbs go and hit the tower as the the, the um sniper just explodes on impact reed are you doing anything yeah i'm firing firebolt okay um make me an attack roll against the other guard. Um, Ran, just make me a wisdom saving throw, but I'm going to say because of um, the whole idea of this whole T-Rex thing, I'm going to say you can have it advantage if the DC is low to fire. Um, advantage, that's 14 plus 3, 17, okay. Yeah, so you see the red and you tense up for a second, but then you feel the swirl of magic through you as you, your eye line becomes 20 feet tall and you let out this huge deafening roar as you are now a T-Rex.
charge as I uh, try to squish the shoulder. The soldiers investigate the corpses. You look up at you, you look up at this guy. No, he, this guy looks up at you and just lets out the biggest scream <laughs> as you run up to him. Are you stepping on him or are you eating him? Oh, I'm gonna squish him. He's an attack roll. I just kind of want him to hear like squish. Um, what do I add? I to believe you. Um, I've sent you the um sheet for the T-Rex, so I believe it's a plus 10 to your attack rolls as a T-Rex. Okay. Wait, that's not the nine dice. These are the nine dice. Um, okay. Just because technically Ste- stepping on them is not an attack. Uh, we'll, we'll say it's the same as a tail attack, so if you hit, it's 3d8 plus 7. Okay, so apparently these guys really want to be stepped on, because if I add a plus 10 to it, that's a 29. We have a 15 AC, yeah, that hits. Okay. Where have they gone? Where art thou? Do you ever become like blind to a certain shape of dice when you're looking for it, or is it just me? Frequently, no, that happens. Like, I'm looking for I don't know, D12s, and suddenly my brain can't comprehend what a D12 looks like. Oh boy. Oh, I would not like to be that guy. Yeah, so that's a uh, 34 all in. <laughs> As he burst open like a ketchup packet, I hope. Yeah, as, as you just <laughs> you 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 enlarge just see it as he as Rand slams her foot down and the guy just pops underneath the pressure. As Rand lets out a roar and throws herself into the gate, smashing it off its hinges as these twelve foot tall metal gates just collapse into the courtyard with a massive bang. Um, Ram, roll me for initiative, and we'll come back to you shortly. You know, that's a crit 20 for initiative, Jesus Christ, Ram. And with that, Lana grab, grabs you by the hand and does Dimension Door. Was that while I was casting my firebolt still? Oh, we forgot to roll it, didn't we? I rolled it, it was 18 all in. Yeah, you hit it, guy. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, roll me, roll me damage. Yeah, 3d12. 3d10 at your level. It is 3d10. Okay, that is uh, 14. This weird thing he's like looking through his scope and suddenly he sees his fireball coming at it through the scope. Warning, something's in the room may become maybe, maybe larger than they appear. Yeah, so... As you hit the um, guard, the one that Rand didn't step on, he just screams as he bursts into flames and drops to the ground. Yeah, and then Reed uh, smiles as he disappears in a dimension door. Yeah, so she just grabs you by the hand and you both just disappear as you peer by inside the courtyard behind a group of guards preparing their weapons. Is You come face to face with 
the most evil <laughs> looking Ran you've ever seen. Like, Ran looks generally happy to kill for the first time in a while. Is she faces off with about 20 guards. But what are you doing in all this chaos? Is you appear by the prison door? We, we haven't thought it still, no? No. They. Well, look at the picture that. Kip, for, for reference, Kerry's um, turned her thumbnail picture into a T Rex. So, really yeah, with a, with a T Rex in the courtyard, no one is paying attention to you and Lana. Wait, Alex, I need to check something. Because of how much I've multiclassed my character. Um, yes. What I'm, yeah. We've also got sort of something out um, regarding what level I'm casting things at. Um, for example, I've got I've I have a spell which I've just taken. Um, it is a bard spell. Can I use my rogue level slots or not? Uh, you have spell slots, you can use any spell slot with any spell, that's general ruling in D&D. I thought I would check, I thought I would check. In that case then, um, I say to Lana, shh, quiet. And um, I will, I believe um, Reed has message. Thanks, Ubard. Yes, he does have message thanks to Bard. So, using message, Reed will tell Lana to to be quiet because he's about to cast at third level uh, his new spell, invisibility, on himself and Lana. As you as you both just turn invisible, she, you hear her say in your head, "I now can't see your cute face." And she gives you one wink as she completely turns invisible as well. Uh, okay. Uh, it reads sounds like it reads sound like you're blushing. You put some blush emojis in the group chat to her. <laughs> um, um, Reed then says in in message, right. Come on, we've got an hour to his go to his wears off. As soon as we find Esme, I can drop this. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, make me stealth and investigation checks. Stealth and investigation coming your way, DM. Okay, stealth check is a nineteen. Investigation check is a sixteen. <laughs> So, what was your investigation? Uh, level 16. 16. Okay, so, stealth check. Um, you're fairly quiet. But not only are the sounds of roars in gunshots and smashing of crates and screams are mustering most of the echoes, um, you're fairly... Um, we're fairly well hidden is there are literally guards in here crying because they've looked out the window and they've just seen this gargantuan monster they didn't think this would happen on their weekend 
They did, they didn't think on their weekend morning a T-Rex would break through the door. Yeah, fuck me then. Uh, yeah, um, on a 16, you are unable to locate Esme as of yet. Okay. We, um, are probably gonna be... The cells, I imagine, would be underground. Let's, 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 let's search for the prison block, quickly. Let's go. I pretty much reach out and... Well, I think... Um... Lana is, I will drag her after me? Yeah, it, it takes you a second, but you, you, you find the right hand, because it must be the right hand, because it's invisible. Mm. And I, I drag her after me. Make me another investigation check, and now I'll make her an investigation check. I, I think of all the chaos outside, I don't think a stealth check is necessary at this point, because mm. still want to be spotted. This is carnage. One night, night one, they get warned about a possible dragon attack at the prison, so they're all pretty on the alert. And twelve hours later, a T Rex is burst through the front door. Lana got a twenty-one investigation. My first hit 20 for like four sessions. For a total of 23. 23. I'm surprised you don't have proficiency in investigation. No. I always try to add it myself. But yeah, as you're um, steaming through the prison, um, you're, you're about to fly past this one area and Lana uh, is going to attempt to stop you. Try and pull you to a start. It's a tense, I'll say. He does manage to pull you to a stop. Wait, 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 wait. Look. And there is she pulls you back around this corner and in a prison cell, just down the end of the hallway, is pretty beaten up and annoyed looking. Esme Toscobble. Sat sharpening the shiv on the um, wall. Okay. <clears throat> is there any guards in here? Or is she on? She left. Is she left to fend for herself? Pretty much. Left to fend for herself. Okay. Uh, Reed will enter, make sure there's no one around, and then say, "Right, Lana, three, two, one, and I cancel invisibility." As you do that, let me go. God, robes are fantastic. On a 27, she turns around and pulls out the shiv and then sees Lana. Oh shit, I didn't think you guys were gonna come. And I don't know who the fuck you are, but... She, he's with you, right? Yes, he is. Um, you know what, we can talk about, we can talk about this after. Let's no, no, we, we don't. No, Lana, we'll talk about this now. And refold his arms and smiles you left me to face all the guards on my own how are you doing it mate yeah well the job went to shit anyway so guess the goblin was a fit guess the goblin was an act wasn't an act 
I was a goblin. I have since been reverted back to my proper halfling form. In any case, uh, I do believe, Esme, you're going to be, uh, you need to get out of here. I'm happy to oblige you, including safe passage. I also need to ask you some serious questions. They could be quite profitable for both of us. As you say that, you just hear a scream as um, a guard who's been bitten in half flies up and slams against the grated window before falling back down. Right, we don't really have the time, so can you just get this cell open? I'm going to open the cell. I'm just saying we have stuff to talk about, so do not even think about another security act, or I will set T-Rex on you. Got it? Right, okay. Uh, lock. Is that a normal sort of lock? I'm, um, I'm going to have at that with my feet tools. Roll me a, roll me a um, feast tools check, which is for you because you have expertise in it. It is um, it is a d20 plus your dexterity modifier plus total proficiency bonus. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that basically is my sleight of hand check, Alex. By the way, so basically DC, roll roll the D twenty and add fifteen to it. Is my, that is that is my sleight of hand check fifteen? By the way, in, in that case, then Alex, that is thirty four. I want a nineteen on the dice and add fifteen. Thirty four. I get. You can't give a you can't give anyone a DC twenty five without them easily nailing it when they're a rogue. Yeah, the you don't the, the it doesn't even quite touch the end of the lock as it unclicks and the door swings open. Pretty sure you could done this one from the other side. It was that simple. Anyway, next. Yes. Well, when I don't have picks, you can't really do that with your bare hands. In any case, E, shall we leave? It sounds like a good idea. Right, um, because I don't want people to be shooting the way out, um, I'm going to submit if I actually have a spell slot high up to cast it. I do have one. I have one fourth level slot. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make us invisible. We get out of here. At the same time, okay? Right, let me just grab my stuff. Okay, she she points over to. Um, she points over to the chest in the corner. Get your stuff, and then we'll get out of here. And then we'll reconvene with with uh, my first officer, Ran, and we'll get out of here. Yes, okay. Is the, the chest doesn't open for a second, and she literally just jams her shiv into it, and you hear the chest click open. She starts grabbing her gear. She she's basically like the spitting image of you, but just better looking and obviously more feminine. That'd be hard to take for their film then. Hmm. Okay, right. An image of Reed, not of you, Matt. I I know, I was I, I was in character. <laughs> okay. okay, right, let's Right. We've got to touch you both, so uh Peter put one hand on Edme's shoulder and then we'll actually put his hand out for Lana. 
She will blush slightly as she grabs your hand, and Esme raises an eyebrow like this. And as you start to turn invisible, it cuts out as something disturbs the spell. And as you turn round, a certain dwarf and elf walks into the room as the elf lowers his hand after casting counter spell on you. Now this isn't going to do. We First you break into my home. Are we really going to do this? I literally do not have time for this bullshit. Also, lots of us and one of you. Two of us. Actually make that six of us as four guards enter the room as well. But let's do this then. Let's do this then. If you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, we're rolling initiative. I pull the trigger. Well we'll have to see how you do on the initiative. I'm gonna have to grab the book quickly because I knew this could be chaotic, but I didn't expect it. Uh, Ran, you got a natural 20. Yeah. Yes. As you are also in this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I heard yes, and there is now. I'm just picturing the T Rex saying it because all I can see is the image of the T Rex. That's a T Rex to you. Love it. Right, uh, let me quickly make a sheet, so I'll do them in alphabetical, so Esme, HP is 107. And then it's with Lana. 30C, 67 HP, Reed, 17 AC for Reed. Um, AC, yes. And you're, you've taken a point of damage, so you're at 114. And Ran is 17 with 189, but temporarily your AC is 13 and your HP is 136. I will just buy motherfucking T-Rex on the list. <laughs> Right, roll me initiative, everyone. Holy fucking shit. Uh, guys. Uh, I mean, technically, Brad got a 30 if we're using her initiative. We're getting some high rolls in this group. I need one more d20, because I some. Okay, so Ram, you are at the top. Followed by Esme, who got a 26. Reed, what did you get? 23. 23. Followed by Reed. Followed by the Elf. Followed by Guard 1 and 2, because they share initiative to make it easier. Followed by Dwarf. Followed by Lana, 
owned by Godfrey and Ford. And um, Scout shows your initiative. So Scout technically got a 30. Um, get, I know this is taking a minute, obviously I, I just got to write out this because I didn't, I didn't quite think this, I knew this could turn into combat, but I didn't think the breaking would be quite this dramatic. Yes. You've got your most chaotic player and Kerry. Mine could be it, pretty chaotic. Not that the Kerry can't be chaotic, but I'm the most chaotic player in D&J. Okay, um, Ran, you're up first. As you stomp around this courtyard, a set of about 12 guards plotted all over this landscape of about 40 foot altogether. About, so there's about 12 guards all over the place, separating a 40 foot square. What do you want to do? Is Scout obviously stays far enough that he doesn't get stepped on, but basically is staying underneath your feet doing tippy-taps so as you bite a guard's leg off and then he goes in for the killing blow, ripping the guard's throat out. Okay, so apparently the T-Rex has multi-attack. So I'm just going yeah. to basically lean down and go, nom, pick up on the guards. Yeah, you can make two attacks a turn. You know what, fuck it, you can make me three attacks a turn. Nah, two attacks a turn. <laughs> you're ridiculous. You'll kill, you'll kill, you'll kill a guard per hit anyway. So, um, as your first action, you roll me a hit as you go to pick up one of the guards. It's a fourteen plus ten, twenty-four. Yep. So that's a bite attack, which is four d twelve plus seven. Yes. As you pick up this guard, he screams as you like give one good twist in your jaw as his like as the bones in the back of his legs pops out through his skin and you just lean your head back as you swallow him whole. Thing is um, if Ryan picks up anything that's a medium or smaller and doesn't immediately kill it, it is grappled. Yeah, but with 48 damage you're basically going to kill every guard you attack. So roll, so you still have another attack. Yeah, I swing my tail at the next nearest guard. That that attack just reminded me of what happens when you can't go to get a bottle opener. You just use your teeth on the on the bottle and then you <laughs> just drink a whole lot and go. Probably is actually like having teeth, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just picturing how, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Brutal. Uh, roll the hit. 10 plus 10. Yeah, that hits. Uh, so that's 3d8 plus 7. Uh, numbers, numbers, numbers. What's 6, 4, and 8? 18 plus 7. 25. Yeah, as you. As you swing your tail, you completely take the guard's head off. As he just drops to the ground. His 
blood coming out of the top of his um, body like a fountain. Ankles over and like giant T-Rex scream. Probably trying to talk yeah, you... to Reed, but apparently I have no languages. Rand says, this is great. Like, in the most joyous voice ever, but all that comes out is just a roar of the T-Rex. I mean, that wasn't what Rand was going to say at all, but okay. <laughs> Alright, sorry. Right, so basically, basically Rand screams. And now his scouts go. The scout is going to do nom noms to the nearest scout. Make can reach a guard, so he rolled ahead with, with um, scout. Nom noms. <laughs> scout, that's a 17 to hit. Uh, that just hits. Oh, he's doing his best. That is a 10 damage. Scout goes numbers. He grabs onto. He goes straight for the bollocks as he <laughs> takes a. basically rips this guy's um, scrotum out as he screams and falls to, falls to the floor. As he goes in for the kill, trying to finish off this guy, as he grabs him by like the jaw and starts like. Yanking him along the ground as he lets out screams. Um, one of the guards, Ran, you see this? You're not quick enough to act, but you see um, one of the guards walk up to him with their rifle, with a shotgun, and basically shoot Scout straight in the face. And your heart drops for a minute as his head basically explodes. Before. The guard sort of drops his weapon as, more or less instantaneously, Scout's head grows back. And he glares his teeth at this guard who's just shot him. So, Scout's emasculated a man, then dragged him along the floor by his jaw, and shot, died, undied, and now he's back. That's what happens when a familiar's got infinity health. In, in many ways, he's Jesus. Uh, Ren, you take seven points of damage as you just feel a small, like, piercing feeling on your snout. And as you turn around, look at this guard who's holding a rifle and absolutely shaking as he looks at you. I scream at him in T-Rex language. <laughs> <laughs> So he's just like blown back by Rand's breath and slobbering everything else. Yeah. The guy literally drops a shit. But, coming back to him later, it is Esme's turn as the um, camera pans out and zooms back through the grates that are covered in blood from where half a guard slammed into them. Um, Esme looks up and just goes, oh fuck this. Pulls out her shotgun and takes a takes a gunshot at um, the dwarf. Natural 20. Um, 1d12 plus 10. That's only a 2, so 4, 14. Which leaves the dwarf on... As she pulls out her gun and fires it. <laughs> It hits the um, dwarf in the stomach because he barrels over slowly. And then she is going to use her bonus action 
to go invisible. Is she does have a magical item, which is a fun one that I came up with. But she was gonna give to you until But she obviously never realized it would that you guys were related at the time. But that ends her turn as she moves off in a random direction. So Reed, what do you wanna do? By this um, front door there's um the dwarf who's just been shot in the stomach, his um elven bodyguard next to him, and four guards behind them. Slowly taking their formation. Okay, so how big the doorway? How big the room? The gap behind them. Uh, the 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 room is thirty foot long by ten foot wide, so it's not a wide room. And the doorway okay. behind them is maybe four foot wide. Okay. Um, can I get them all in? I would say in a in a ten foot square. The room's ten foot wide, so yeah. Okay, I cast Grease. Okay, so dexterity saving throw. Uh, yes, and I believe I'm now using my uh, my Bard modifier, which makes it now a 17, not a 14. Yeah, because your mini boo was the fact that rather than keeping track of all, the, all these different DCs because you like to multi-class into different casting types. Um, you are now just using your charisma for every spell. So DC 17. Um, the dwarf is fine, the elf is fine, two of the guards are fine, but the two of them do trip over. Okay, cool. So two, the two against the right-hand side do slip, and they are prone. Okay, wonderful. Um, and with my bonus action, um, hmm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be ready. Can you, can you, so what, be ready? I'm just going to stand ready, because I know it's going to come my way. Okay. So I'm not, I can't, I can't dash past them. I can't really hide in here. I'm being, you know, most times I say I immediately hide. The answer is where? In there? (laughs) So I would, I'm, I'm not going to leave, uh, I'm not going to leave on the side. Read. Make me a. Make me a Constitution saving throw. Eighteen. Eighteen. That is a fail. One, two, three, four, five. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. And I would like to use. Um, I saw something that I, could, I can use for this. Oh, or have I? I'm sure I did. Oh, am I just bullshitting at a point for man? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I can. What was the idea? I thought I could, uh, like, add five somewhere. I don't think I can. So that's okay. 
I can add my technical traits. And that's not saving throws. It's only to ability checks that you're not proficient in. Uh, fair enough. You can't blame a guy for trying. Oh, fucking hell. That is a lot of damage. Alice, the cat cat, that's never a good sign. Reed, you take 46 points of radiant damage as the guard looks at you, as the um, elf and wizard looks at you. He's like, I know I wanted to kill you last time I saw you. Thank you for giving me the chance. As his hands glow with this golden radiant energy, and he casts Sunbeam on you. You try to move out the way, but it slams into your chest, leaving this like radiant burn on you. And as I said, well, you take 46 points of radiant damage. Well, because I said I'm staying ready, I will half that using my, using my uncanny dodge 23. No uncanny dodges for attack rolls. He attacked me, do you know? Uh, that it, no, it's a saving throw. You could look it up if you don't believe me. Uncanny dodge is for attack rolls that you can see. Evasion is for dexterity saving throws, but the rest is fair game. Okay. You need to know these things when you have a high level party, read Matt. So just it, look, you can look it up if you don't believe But it, the uncanny dodge is for um, attack rolls that you can see. How can I lie though? That's worded really fucking badly because arguably, if we see that coming. It says, it says, it all it says is when it, when it can hit, when it, you can see hit an attack. Doesn't say, what to say, doesn't say save or anything, just says attack. Yeah, it I says an attack, which. Doesn't, that's what it says, Alex. Yes, but I think yeah, if, it counted, if it counted saves, it would say so. I just feel like a lot of D&D stuff is worded really badly. Oh, it is, definitely, especially with Monk. Yeah, that's probably why I don't understand Monk. An okay. attack that you can see, so an attack is an attack roll. If it was, impact. if it was saving throw, it's an AOE or a saving throw that you can see. Make a note of it for future because I'm sure I've allowed, I'm sure I've allowed, uh, and can you dodge against that before? So I can count of it for next time. I'm DMing. Yeah. Well, that ends. The, that ends their turn. Guard one and two are going to use their actions to stand up to try and speed things up. Um, the dwarf is gonna. He, the dwarf is gonna use his turn as he takes out his pistol and takes a gunshot at you, Reed. Uh, that is a seventeen to hit. That's I added my AC. Uh, you take ten points of piercing, but as you have seen that, and that is an attack roll, you are able to have that. If you want to, obviously. I will. It's his turn. Although I did, so. although I did shade. Hello, Melissa. It did feel like shade where you said that, dude. <laughs> oh, no. I was just. It wasn't meant to sound like it was shady. Okay. Uh, so now it is Lana's turn. Trust me to have only two players and somehow have a loving. 11 like enemies and 11 like things to keep track of in initiative. 
can make it up. She is going to use her level 6 Mystic Arcanum to cast Psychic Crush on the Dwarf. So he has to make an Intelligence Saving Throw. Which on the natural 2, he fails. So he takes 12d6 Psychic Damage. And I don't have 12d6, so I'm going to have to use 66 twice. And he, like, grips his head as you see it, like, bulge for a second. Is this, like, as Lana holds up her hand and this silver energy climbs up his head. And he takes 33 psychic damage. It's her turn. Guard 3 and 4. They're going to take two gunshots at Lana. One, one's a fail and one's a hit. And as he pulls the trigger and manages to like catch her arm with a bullet she takes nine she takes nine damage so that takes us to the top of the order um ran you've just seen you've just seen um scout's head be completely demolished by a shotgun before within a matter of seconds, it just pieced itself back together, and he is completely fine. Just a bit bloodstained. I want to kick that guy. <laughs> okay, make me a foot attack. That is 23 foot to hit. This is a foot hit, so roll me foot damage, which is 3d8 plus 7. Away. Dipstick. Um, foot damage. That is 23. <laughs> yeah. You will like kick him as he falls over and then slam your foot down onto the bottom half of his body as his waist and legs just explode. And he basically just dies from the pain and blood loss, like instantly. Okay. Good, good. Brand would like to go mum mums also for the next time. You doing what, sorry? Brand would like to go mum. I'll give you that as a free object interaction, because he's an un he's a dead creature, so he's not technically a creature, he's an object now, so that's your free object interaction. Rand slurps him up like a jelly straw. <laughs> you still have one more attack. Offended, then. <laughs> yep. And then I'd like to whack my tail and see if I can like cut another person in half. Okay. Uh, your tail is in range of the guard who did just shoot you with the gun, who's like now shaking violently on the spot. So Rand roll me to hit. Rand's just gonna give him a big T-Rex smile. <laughs> Smitosaurus Rex. That is an 18 plus 10 fucking hell, man. Yeah, that also hits. <laughs> Um, I'm starting to feel a bit ridiculous now. <laughs> this is us 24. I mean, you're a T-Rex carriage. This can't get more ridiculous. <laughs> Ran just gives him this big T-Rex smile that stretches from her non-existent ear to ear. And it just goes, 
cuts him in half. Yeah, you, you just give him this smile, and he seems to calm down for a second, not realizing the tail's coming at him, as whoosh, the top half of his body comes clean off of his legs. But that kills him instantly. What's Scout doing? Uh, the man here masculated, is he still alive? He's he's pretty um um what's the word? He's he's been pretty badly mauled, but he's alive barely. Yeah, Scout's gonna eat his face. Yeah, the guy just lets out a scream is um whilst still alive. You just say, you just tell um, Scout to finish him, and Scout, with like perfect understanding, just jumps on him and starts like biting at his face and ripping off chunks. And as his eyeball like stretches and snaps from the um, cord that keeps it in place, and that guard is dead. Damn, this is getting graphic. <laughs> Let, let me let me just roll a um, wisdom check for the guards. Out of like the seven guards that are left, four of them bolt for it. I don't want to play with Grand T Rex. That does Press. give you an opportunity attack. That does give you an opportunity attack as you see these four guards bolting for the gate. And just very casually leans down and picks one up with our knife. I'm not even going to make you. Do, do, actually, do you want to roll damage? I'm not. I won't make you. If you want to, if you want to find out what damage you can do, you can roll for it. But you're more than big enough to grab one. Let us see now. Have I asked this again? Plus ten. Sorry. I meant damage. Oh, um, four d twelve plus seven for a bite attack. Okay. Um, numbers, I'll be there in a minute. For some reason my brain's just like started making the dial-up noise. 39 all in. Yeah, he, you just yoink, pick him up as he lets out a scream and swallow him alive. Oh no, anyway. Although I suppose that comes out as more of a You just pick him up and swallow him whole as you try to talk, but just end up letting out another massive roar. With that, the last three guards that are out here are going to take gunshots at you. As they are just begging for you to drop at this point. They all hit, though. Surprisingly, somehow, they actually managed to some guards have actually been competent. Fear has made them sharp. And 15... 31... 43 points of damage all in as these three pretty well-aimed gunshots, just all three bullets hit you in the side of the neck. It does actually hurt quite a bit as you look round to these three guards, sort of just spattered in places, trying to hide behind equipment. Ran opens her mouth and lets anything left of the last body she consumed just fall out. You just open your mouth like, really? As one leg just slowly slides off the tongue and it's a block. 
falls onto the floor. Not with that, it's Esme's turn. Um, uh, she's going to actually... Actually, she's invisible, so she gets advantage on her attack roll, but that is going to drop her invisibility. That's 17 to hit. Plus numbers for her shotgun, which is 1d12. 21 damage. You you just hear you just hear Esme behind you say, "Can you duck read, please?" As you duck and you hear the gunshot go over your head, and the guard who just manages to get his foot in as the grease lands just gets slammed against the wall as his the back of his head just pops open against the wall, letting just brain matter stick to it as he slides down the wall, and he is dead. Thank you. And she is going to use her bonus action to take the dodge action, because she's still pretty injured, get all things considered. But Reed, it's your turn. What do you want to do? There's two guards on the floor. One who's just seen his um, comrades' brain juice go all over the wall. And obviously the um, dwarf and the... Elf are still about. All right, have they have they moved to the dwarf and the elf? Uh, the the dwarf, the elf's gone about five foot to the left, so they're about ten foot apart now. Are they still both standing in the grease? The elf has probably left the grease. I'll, so I'll roll him. Thing. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's he's fine. The elf is not trapped. Okay. I'm all wondering about wondering who's standing in it because I got a lot of ways to set that on fire. But I'm also thinking that withers my main problem. Yeah, because you are fully aware he has counter spell. And protecting this dwarf is his job. So it's up to you on what you want to do. Can I reach him in my turn? Uh, yeah, yeah, you got. He's 20 far away, so yeah. Sure. Okay, well, in that case, then, uh, I am going to. Uh, I'm going to walk up to him, loading, both, loading my shotgun, put it to the elf's face, and fire. Now, you will be at disadvantage because you're within five feet. I will take that. Okay, if you want to do it that way, let's do it. Okay, because the lows are 17. Um, I'm going to die anyway. Um, so that would be a 27 to hit. His AC is 17, so yeah, you hit. Lovely. Um, because you're with it, because you are within um, disadvantage range, it is just 1d12, I'm afraid. You don't get your um, bonus. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, well, that's a stat is a eight. Then I am going to action surge and go and fire again. Okay, roll it, roll it again. That said, is at disadvantage. What was the first damage roll? Uh, first one was a seventeen plus ten twenty-seven. No, I meant. Uh, oh, have you not rolled damage yet? Oh, damage was eight. Yeah, eight. I'm not, I, I don't get adding to it without doing so. Okay. Great. Okay, I intend this, so that is 18. I've got an 8 on that one. So. 
Okay, and then damage. Uh, that's a, that's a, why not put that down? It's a D12. It is a D12, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a crit 12. Right there. Okay. Right, what else? Well, I've got, I've got loads of things I can do with bonus action nowadays, that's good. Um, okay. Um, I'm then going to, with my bonus action, cast Bardic Inspiration on, I haven't got to, I haven't got to see it, I've just got to look at it's going to be with, with, between me and them. On me, Lana, and, and, uh, and Edme. Okay, it's D6 at your level, so. Six, three, six, and D six. Okay, uh, that ends your turn. The elf is going to immediately lunge for you as he casts Inflict Wounds. Um, on fire is plus nine, so that is um, eighteen to hit. It's a hit. For second level, that's 4d10. So that is 10. 21 points of necrotic damage. As okay. he like grasps through your throat and these like black marks just shoot up your body. Obviously, it is a new round, so you can uncanny that if you want to. No. I'm good. The main need is still. Okay, so guard number one. Um, as he's off the floor, takes a lunge at you. Uh, let's roll him a deck save. He fails and falls flat on his face. Guard number two. He doesn't fall flat on his face and hits you with a 24. Yep, hit. A short sword that. Um, 10 slashing second hit that is a 17 to hit with uh, 5 slashing okay so 15 all 15 all in is it yeah okay that one I will that one I will uh, uh, dodge so that will be 7 points of damage uh, let's see, it is the Dwarf's turn, and he is going to... He charges straight past you, going for Lana. And he's going to, as he is a level 11 fighter, going to take three sword swings at her. With three hits. That's the only problem with Warlock, is your AC. So that's um, 3d6 plus 15, 27 points. Takes her down to 31 HP. You just watch her try to throw up her shield in time, but um, she doesn't get chances. He like slashes down her arm and then goes for her stomach, just missing mm -hmm. it as he like cuts a thin mark down her chest. She lets out a bit of a yelp. But. Has 
he come past me to do that as well? Yes, but you used your um, opportunity. You used your reaction to do uncanny. And as that, she is going to use a reaction to do hellish rebuke. I was making sure someone knew where they were behind me as, as it fell out. Let's see. 3d10, 4d10, 5d10, 6d10. Gotta love warlocks with left. Who've only had like a set amount, set level spell. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Holy shit! Ten, twenty, twenty-nine, thirty-nine. 42, 49. Um, as he, as he like, you, you look behind you and as he like slashes over that blade, she mm. looks at, up at him. Is She looks hurt, but um, her eyes and hands flash with fire. She's like, your mistake. As like, she fires her hands forward and he is completely consumed in flames as he lets out a scream and that is enough to flat out kill him as he drops in you just watch the um bodyguard like the elven bodyguard's face widen with shock as his master collapses continuing to just sizzle under the fire and mind you like got on your bad side that's a good idea but that puts him out the initiative he only had 42 HP left. At this point, can I say to the, uh, to, to the bodyguard, your master is dead. Just go now before more blood is spilled. Um, make me a persuasion check at disadvantage because you have engaged these creatures. That's fair. That's fair. But I figured it, figured it can't hurt to give it a try. And I'm going to give my bardic inspiration. And my jack of all. Have I got proficiency in persuasion? If you got proficiency no. in persuasion, then jack of all trade. Yeah, okay, then jack of all trade supplies. Okay. Then, well, my lowest was a 14. Um, plus the 4 for my bardic basis, that's 18, plus my 2 for jack of all trades, which is a dirty 20. Uh, let me roll. Let me roll a charisma saving throw for him. He looks at you, at your comment, and spits in your face. Read. Oh, you're gonna regret this. As he charges up his magic. Uh, guard three. It's guard three's turn. Where is he on the map? I'm just visualizing this in my head. Godfrey's gonna. Godfrey runs for it. He steams out the door and runs away. So that takes Godfrey out. So you think Godfrey's gone? Yeah. So you just have got two guards left in this room. Okay. That takes to the top of. That takes to the top of the round. Kerry had to pop out for a moment. So. Um, Ranosaurus Rex just charges across the battlefield stamps her foot down onto one and lunges forward and grabs 
him um, grabs this guy by the um, foot as she starts throwing him around and slam almost trips over a bit of cargo um, as you, as you guys are like battling it out there's just a huge bang as she comes through the side of the building taking out the cells where Esme was and Esme just looks at this T-Rex that has co come into the building with just sheer shock on his face so the cells are now open to the outside world yes it is a um, at this height it would be a 25 foot drop but you are open to the um, world outside. Okay. Am I permitted to use message to talk to Esme and uh, Lana? I'd be like, this is our chance to get out. Out now. Onto the T-Rex. Uh, you hear in your head, I hate to point it out, but if we don't take them out, our names are going to be all over the place. We're going to be out of here anyway. Don't worry about this. We're pirates. Well, they know my name. And they'll know, they know my name too. What's the point? And with that, you just see Scout jump onto the um, walkway, making Asmi look even more confused as he charges along and leaps at the final guard. Come on, Scout with a 19 to hit, so I don't know what his model I think he's got plus 5. So, d6. No, I think he's... No, he's 2d6 plus 3. Which is... 6... 9... 11, which is literally all that... all that guard had left. So, as... you just watch, um... Scout leap is he um, grabs this guard by the face and pulls the guard off the side of the building with him as you just hear the guard scream before a huge bang as he splats onto the ground 25 foot down Scout's got game well, that, ends, that ends his turn so Esme is going to Esme is going to sneak around and take a Rapier attack at him. That is a 19 to hit limb. So that is, and you're within five feet of the gut, five feet within the elf. So that is 76 sneak attack damage on top. She is a 14th level wound. I I'm pretty sure I told you this, but I basically just took your stats and gave them to her. You did so tell me that. Literally identical. You did tell me that, and I love it. The only, the only difference she has is she has a um, amulet of intelligence, which has set her um, intelligence score to 19. Fair enough. So, 1d8 plus 1, 2, 3, 4. And of course I can see it, babe, because obviously I have blind sight, so... Oh, she's visible now, anyway. Oh, I could see beforehand, but yeah. 6... 7. I have 76. So, with her rapier, that's 11. And 17, 20, 26, 30, 
36, 38, 40. So she jumps up and stabs, stabs him through the stomach as you just see the blade protrude and he looks down in shock as that is 40 damage all in as she pulls her rapier back out. He's not looking great. Is it my turn next as well? It is your turn and because she is within five feet, you are technically um, viable for sneak attack as well. I'm, because I'm going to uh definitely um, use my rapier and I'm going to try and decapitate him. If you can roll high enough sneak attack damage, if you can roll high enough damage, I'm going to say you can finish him off. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try and do. If not, I'm going to do a massive cut into his neck sort of thing. As you draw this this rapier handle and as we look, Esme and um, the elf looks at you for a second, the elf trying to ignore the pain is... The blade just appears at the top. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also. Oh, that's an action. I can't. That I can't do that. So, Reed, if you can roll, roll me to hit, and if your damage is high enough, you can one-shot this guy. Okay. So, I'm going to hit. Natural twenty. Okay. Okay, so rapier damage is which is one d eight plus, plus six five plus six plus six because it's a plus one weapon, and okay. you have four d six sneak attack because Esme is within five feet of you. So, so it's four d six and one with a d eight. That's what they got. One d eight. Okay. Four d six. Okay, so that is uh, 12, 18, 28. 28? Yes. I'm afraid it's just not quite enough to kill him. You like run the blade and it like thinly slits his throat as he Mm -hmm. like grabs his throat and starts wobbling to the side. And okay. as he falls to the as he falls to the ground on his ass and it's just like holding his throat coughing. Um, Ran, you turn round to see this um to see the ledge where he's sat on. Not fi- not looking at you as he like holds onto his throat. I kick him off as far as I can. Uh he's head level with you. Because they're on the second floor, so as you turn round, you are head level with him. I grab him by the butt. Actually, you can you can roll with advantage. See if you get a natural twenty because he's prone. Oh, I I knew that. Well, I forgot to do it now. I've forgotten something I, <laughs> I took. Alex, you must speak for the rolls of my dice more often. That's a fifteen and twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Reed, as you run the blade, you, he just manages to step back as you thinly slice his throat as he grabs his neck, takes some steps back before slipping on the grease, landing on his ass right by the edge of the um, the wall that is now gone. 
as, as he like coughs and just tries to stop the bleeding, a massive head just slowly rises up and lets out a snort as he turns round and lets out a gargle of a scream as you rush forward and grab him. Roll me damage, man. So 40, 12 plus 7, doubled. Sorry, 40, 12 plus 7. That dice is cut. Dice because I'm pretty sure that was a better number. Uh, dang, okay. Oh, wrong am I? Oh dear. So, is the whole thing doubled, like the damage total? Yeah, the only thing that isn't damaged is the plus seven. So, the 4d12 is doubled. Then you yeah. add a seven. Okay. Just go quickly double check that because that seems ridiculously high. Yeah, because okay, doubled, but taking seven away from doubling the entire damage total, but uh, that makes it 83. Well, I mean, he had 12 HP left. So as you grab him, his um. The front half snaps as he folds in on himself, and you just like throw him up. His you slam your jaw shut, swallowing him whole. As me looks over to you, Reed. Is that on your side? I take it. Okay. Okay. First of all, she is called Ram. Oh yeah, I could really tell that by you know the twenty foot tall T Rex in front I, of me. I, 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 Less arguing, more running, yeah? Everyone on to Rand's back and let let the GTFO. Rand reverses round so everyone can climb onto the T-Rex. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah, you, you feel three halflings jump onto your back and a hyena. <laughs> Run! <laughs> yeah, and as as they jump onto your back, you allow one roar as you start to make your way out, and for the cinematic purposes, it focuses on the open entranceway before the camera pans over to the right and boom! <laughs> you just see this T-Rex come through the wall, like five foot from the actual gateway entrance. <laughs> As you start running across across this um, big grassway, as you let out one last roar, and as the camera pans away from this T-Rex charging off into the distance back towards the town, that is where we'll end this session. With that, let's just go around the table and see who everyone was, even though there was only two of them. Uh, Carrie. Hi, I am Carrie, but that is me. That is not who I was being. I was being Ran or T Ranks, depending on which version you're looking at. 
I've been a barbarian fighter null, and I have been a T-Rex. And also I get to sort of be scout. Like the um, Faye Hyena, I guess. Scout and, oh. and Matt. Yes, I was. I am Matt. I'm always Matt. And uh, I was playing the Captain Ritos Cobble, um, the man who it seems has found his sister and maybe found a new girlfriend? Question mark. Okay, let's let's let let's hold off just for a minute. Let's 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 see what your happens. your words were. Your pretty face. I'm sorry. That was one. She flirted with you. That doesn't mean she's letting you in immediately. That's 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 cool. Wait, that's cool to ask for a date. Wait till you're not like riding on my character's back before you start like, playing tonsil tennis or something. I was gonna ask that for a date, but it's okay. And of course, I was Alex. I played Lana, Esme, some terrified guards. A bit of RP of a hyena named Scout, um, a dwarf noble known as I never named him, so we'll just call him Joffrey, and an elf who was his bodyguard, who is now Rand's shit in about six hours. Thank but you. Matt. Without further ado, you obviously can find. Kerry at Shiro Beans. You can find Matt at the Mass Attack UK. You can find our main show at Game Junkies Pod, and you can find this ever-growing collection of Dungeons and Dragons madness at Dungeons and Junkies. But without further ado, this has been Tales of Autovia, and we're out of here. This podcast was brought to you by me, Alex, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media at Mass Attack Productions. 